Hello, welcome to Pole Pod with me, your host, Dolly Daggers, where I talk all things mindset with your pole idols. I'm super excited to introduce this first episode with Felicity Logan. She was so open with me about her process leading up to Pole Theatre UK. Um, I noticed she posted on her social media about burnout and straight away I knew that I had to talk to her about it. She goes very much into the symptoms of burnout. She gives advice on what to do if you're experiencing it. She talks candidly about so many things to do with the competition process, perfectionism, comparison, fearful negative thoughts. She talks about her experience of taking a break from pole which was a two-month break just to reset and get herself back to feeling good again. And I really think this shows the story that's happening actually behind a successful pole artist. Um, Maybe not all is as it seems. If you're looking at someone from the outside on social media, seeing their performance, seeing their brilliance, them shining, maybe we don't actually know what's happening on the inside. So have a listen and let us know what you think. What I think is really interesting about you uh, and what you post is that you show such vulnerability and that's very brave, you know, on a platform that's all about kind of showing a polished version of yourself. I think it's really interesting that you actually show a side of yourself that is more vulnerable. Um, Is that hard for you to do? It's actually not. So that's why I do it. Like I find it easier to be kind of like real on social media than I find to like, you know, mask myself and pretend that I'm a different way. Like I find it quite easy and I also find it I also find it quite therapeutic as well. So like I like the kind of idea that we're all human we're all experiencing some kind of struggles in some way so for someone to like read one of my posts and be able to relate to that is is really comforting for them so I like to you know allow myself to help people by sharing my deepest truths yeah so I'm thinking of the my favorite performance of yours I think it was might be wrong you might have to correct me but is it Paul Theatre Sydney when you were gold mm-hmm. yes yeah. is that right and Sid- yeah, yeah yeah it was the Sydney one yeah was it 2017 that's a good question right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think but, it was either 17 or 18 okay so I'm like yeah roughly right um You're almost yeah almost there <laughs> so um what I find interesting is if you think of that performance and then if you put the words of what you wrote about how um, how comp training is for you, um, sometimes, like not always, not every comp is, is that difficult where you feel like you might burn out. But um, I think that's really interesting, the, the kind of contradiction of what you see on stage, the finished product, and then what actually goes on mentally and inside. Um, I think it's really um, brave, not necessarily brave because if it comes naturally to you I think it's it's great that you're being authentic and just sharing how you feel but I wish more of the pole industry was like that you know just because to compete is such a struggle and I don't think many people really are open about the struggle part they just sort of show the very polished end bits and I think uh, if you're 
watching from afar and you're going through you know a little bit of a mental health problem if you're competing or you know if if you find it really stressful or something goes wrong you get injured or burnt out sometimes we can feel very alone and um it can feel quite isolating because not many people actually talk about the process the creative process um so that's what i wanted to get into today um so you talked about the burnout was uh pole theater uk um that was sort of what this post was about a little bit um so why was this different for you was it do you always go through like such a difficult creative process or is it was it just this competition that was particularly difficult yeah it was it this competition was particularly difficult and i think it's because i'm a mum now and I mean, it's always been a bit of a struggle to compete. I mean, I don't think anyone finds it easy. It's full of like this mental torment. <laughs> and it, it, once you've done it and you've been on stage, you want to go away and do it all again. But like the process leading up to it is is a challenging one for anyone. Like you're putting yourself out there on stage um, you have to go through a lot of really grueling training every day. Like it's intense on the body, but also very very much so mentally as well so I feel like when I became a mum and I have this this huge responsibility which takes up most of my energy um I felt like everything was amplified so I didn't have kind of like as much time to dedicate to my training for the competition I didn't have as much energy as much focus like it felt like double the struggle almost yeah <laughs> I'm I'm not a mum. All I have are two cats. <laughs> but to be fair, like I cannot imagine having a training schedule and then having a child. Like I can't imagine. Like it's hard enough. So I can completely understand where you're coming from. And there yeah. are a lot of pole dancers that have children, and I'm always looking at them like I I don't know how you do it. So um, it's amazing to have to juggle those two roles. Um, and it's not surprising if you feel overwhelmed or like it's a bit much because it is like it's it's a lot um so when you were competing um in pole theater uk just to go back to that what did you do um to get through that process because obviously you had a deadline you didn't want to pull out of the competition necessarily that was an option right you could have and no one would have blamed you like that can be better sometimes if you feel like it's too much for you um but what did you do to get through and actually get to the end point of performing was there anything you yeah. did to sort of motivate yourself or I pushed myself which <laughs> I don't know if it was a good idea or not like I think that you know it, like you said it would have been understood if I had pulled out so there was actually like quite a few challenges as well leading up to the competition as well as it being, you know, challenging with a, with a child and a business and everything. Um, I was also living in an apartment. It was a temporary place I was staying at. And it was right next to like the party area. And there was like the Mardi Gras on, which I wasn't aware of. <laughs> Otherwise I wouldn't have moved to the to that place. Um, literally, I didn't sleep for two weeks. It was It was awful. So I was kind of like pushing myself um, on no sleep as well. So it was like 
you know, there was all these kind of like unexpected challenges that arose leading up. And yeah, I had already booked my flights. I had arranged my accommodation. I had, um, you know, arranged because I was going to Scotland beforehand to visit my family. So I'd already kind of like booked all of that in. So for me to cancel it didn't feel like an option just because there was like so many plans made. So I did push through it. Um, and I managed to do it. And I didn't fall off the pole That's or good. anything like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just finishing was, did you plan any sort of reward for yourself for actually getting to the end point of performing? Or what did you do um, After it. afterwards? What did you yeah, think I about that at all? Or was, that more just, <laughs> <laughs> was it more just like, get to the end of this? <laughs> I just wanted to get it over with, which... Yeah wasn't nice um because I think when you're doing something that's so big yeah um I think that you should be you know enjoying the moments of the training and also performance it's not always like that though is it that's the thing is that people will see you on stage performing like wow that's so cool like Polfiat UK professional like that's what I was seeing right on your stories and stuff I was like oh I'm so jealous Mm -hmm. that's so cool but then the actual what's going on inside and how you're feeling and all of that yeah. can be complete opposite obviously right so yeah I forgot to mention the other chat because actually you know what I haven't actually thought about this since um since I wrote the post oh okay I don't really have to dig up yeah <laughs> no no it's fine it's good actually and I'm remembering I'm remembering it all now so yeah I was actually ill as well I got sick on the day of the competition I couldn't breathe out my nose um I think it was due to like the kind of stress and anxiety and the travel maybe as well um so yeah I just wanted to add that because I'm, I'm just recalling it now and I remember being backstage like I think that I'm not going to make it in a chest ad like I might actually die because I can't breathe, can't my breathe. yeah <laughs> did you um change any of your routine um due to the fact that you were finding it challenging did you make anything easier on yourself or you were like no let's keep to my ideas and stick to no. what I had planned I, I just stuck to what I had planned. Yeah, it was a bit too late to change it. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's sort yeah. of, yeah, can go either way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. The whole thing was like a realisation. Like, I, I don't regret it. And, you know, although I said before, like, you know, it, it would have been understood if I had um, pulled out. But at the same time, I think I needed that realization to show me that actually I don't have to compete there is no obligation to compete as a pole dancer and I need to practice self-care like I come first and I should never force myself to do something when it you know can compromise my my health so it was a great realization and it was quite a powerful transition actually after that I really dived into like self-care hardcore self-care for the next two weeks after (laughs) what did you do to um in terms of hardcore self-care what did you do to make yourself feel a bit more uh, like better you obviously took a break from pole um Mm -hmm. that's what it says in your post so how long was your break from pole and what did you do during that time to um I guess feel okay without pole in your life because it's quite a takes up quite a lot of time and it can be odd to just take something away yeah well I think I said that that um, I think it was on that post that um 
I'd had a huge break um after that I think it was like a couple of months actually it was a huge break I just decided that it was time to to see what would happen if I removed that you know because I felt like that was always in the back of my mind and it was starting to get like okay I should practice I have to practice if I don't I'm going to have no content post people are not going to like me people are going to think I'm I've lost myself like you know I'm, I'm not the pole dancer I was that kind of you know those kind of like fearful thoughts distract distract destructful like fearful thoughts yeah so um yeah I wanted to just take a clean break and just completely like remove myself from pole to see you know what other areas that I might need to focus on a bit more like some areas that I had been neglecting um and yeah like the first few weeks after the competition I, I, well, I was really ill so I think a week after that I was just like in the bed crying and <laughs> feeling rubbish I was just like letting it all out yeah um, and then about a week after that I started to commit to my own practice of yoga and um stretching just for me nothing intense no contortion just like doing what feels good so I committed to my own practice and not including filming the videos because uh, that's not really my own practice (laughs) there's pressure some sort of pressure there to do it well it's not for me really yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just started to like look after myself. Um, I got back to my meditation routine, my morning routine. I started going to bed really early again. Um, and what time do you go to bed? Well, I usually half past nine, ten. Oh, o'clock. that's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's relatively early because um, my son like wakes up quite early, and I like to be up? up before him. He wakes up like quarter to seven, half past six or something like that. That's early, yeah. So I need to get up an hour before so that I can do all my little morning rituals and feel good. So that that's very important. But yeah, like the run up to the competition, I was in, I was going to bed really late. Like I lost all my habits, my good habits. I was going to bed late and then waking up, my son's like, oh, I want this, mama, I want this. And, you know, like just not having my time, not having any time for myself was hard yeah because then you can start to lose yourself if you don't have your your time in the morning to sort of relax and get your head in the right space yeah, exactly that. it can all kind mm-hmm. of escalate and spiral right definitely yeah, so um to touch on what you said before you felt that if you didn't do if you didn't poll or practice poll you would you had all these fearful thoughts like that you people would be like oh she's not the pole dancer she was blah 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 like we all have these kind of thoughts I think so what did you do um to kind of tackle that did you sort of sit with the thoughts and just sort of tell them to go away um because they're very strong powerful negative thoughts that can be very hard to not act on especially if you know that you need the rest this is sometimes what happens with me too I'll plan a rest day because I'll know oh I need a rest and then the morning of I'll be like oh but you know if you you know if you do it now you know if you go get on the pole now and do this this and this you're gonna feel you know you're gonna progress so much quicker and it's all rubbish because I know that ultimately if you have a rest day you're gonna feel so much better Um, and then the next day you're gonna be more productive right so 
it's just a very odd thing. I don't know if it's just pole related, if it's also just athletes in general, that you have this weird thing of not wanting to rest. So I think my original question was, what did you do with those fearful thoughts? What, like, how did you tackle them? Well, I really had a lot of awareness, which is like the key. It's the start of everything is when you're aware of them. So it's, you know, some people have negative thoughts that can go on and on and on. And if you've not got any awareness, you don't even know you're having them. And it starts to distract certain things in your life and you get you can get anxiety. Um, you can get all sorts of mental health issues if you're not if you don't have the awareness and if you suppress them. So I was I have quite a lot of awareness because I'm I'm always like, you know, I'm very obsessive with personal development <clears throat> and I like to kind of like, yeah, observe um my thought patterns so I was really aware of the thoughts that were coming um and at the beginning of that break there was a lot and there was a it was very repetitive and there was a lot of negative thought patterns that I'd had since I started to poll mm. like I shouldn't be taking a day off I'm going to lose my skills um I'm not yeah. going to be perfect I'm not good enough everyone else is going to be better than me Mm-hmm. no one's going to want me like you know like all sorts yeah. of uh, negative yeah. thoughts and negative rubbish that's uh, totally doesn't serve me in any way so I brought my awareness to it and I just watched them for a while like you said I sat with them which can be very hard especially when you know you're very emotional um and yeah I was just feeling it like I literally just when my son went to bed I was just sitting on my own like on a yoga mat and just closing my eyes and feeling it and I was crying and just totally like absorbed in the, the sensations and the feelings um and it was hard because I did want to distract myself I did want to like take my phone out and start scrolling on Instagram I did want to like distract myself with the food or like you know like work I wanted to go and like start working or whatever but I was really disciplined. I was like, I'm not going to do that this time. I'm going to feel it because I'm, I know that feeling it is part of the healing. So bringing things up to the surface, feeling them and then letting them go is definitely the way to recover. A hundred percent. I think it's really hard in this day and age because we're so distracted. It's very easy just to feel something and then <clears throat> reach for your phone straight away without really uh, having the awareness that, oh, uh, like this is about that thing that I need to actually sit with and process <laughs> it's really hard yeah. um and then did they kind of that the strong feelings just go away slowly yeah they did actually they went away um which was really interesting I thought they were going to be there forever <laughs> yeah, yeah. but um no it, it worked quite well like eventually they did kind of go away and then it was really funny it was like for the first time I just didn't think about pole I didn't think about training at all, like didn't even come into my head. And that was the first time in my life since I started pole that that's ever happened on a break. Yeah. Yeah, So it was, um, it was a clear, clear break, which is what I wanted. I didn't want to be having a break, but also thinking about, oh, I should be pulling and I, you know, yeah, the the shoulds and also the guilty feelings. So yeah, I didn't have that which was really nice and refreshing for the first time. 
that's amazing um it's really hard to i can't even imagine like not having those pores <laughs> like it's really hard for me like how does that like how would that be i don't know <laughs> it's like for me like if i'm on a rest day my brain is still like oh like that move that doesn't look right how are we gonna how are we gonna how are we gonna like it's always constantly going so even if yeah. like i'm trying to go to sleep sometimes my brain will be running my routine thinking of the problems like the worst and I'm it's hard to switch off really hard and I think with yeah. competing especially because you have the pressure of a deadline it can just make all those sports like just go louder um and more intense so yeah yes um, out of control out of control <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 exactly um where do you think they come from those feelings of not being good enough the fear of losing your skills which is obviously rubbish because after a few weeks or a month you're not going to just become weak and unable to do what you have always done right it's, it's quite an odd thought but I think a lot of pole dancers can relate to that um feeling of like the comparison thing of oh they will be better than me or I'm not good enough or um you know I'll fail if I don't put in these many hours where do you think that comes from I think that it usually stems from childhood. Um, it can be the way that, you know, your parents brought you up. I'm not saying that they would they meant no. <laughs> to make you feel unworthy, but, you know, I'm a mum and I know how hard it is to have a child. And I think if parents are quite unconscious with certain things, um, this can result in, in these kind of issues if there's kind of like a lot of emphasis on like you got to do your best you got to be perfect you got to get this these grades and um, you got to do good at school you know well done when you're when you achieve something but not so much focusing on like the process and you know what I mean um things like that which I'm learning about a lot about now since becoming a mum mm. um also school pressures, things that, you know, at school when you're a kid, like the education system, society in general is like, often it's kind of about the end result rather than like the journey and the process towards it. It's like, you know, you're good enough if you get an A in this exam. <laughs> if you don't, you fail and you get a red cross. That kind it's of stuff. traditional, basically, right? That, you know, if you do this this and this then you will receive a lot of love and attention but if yeah. you don't then you I'm I'm very much come from that background um mm -hmm. and again like I am actually grateful for that because um it makes me who I am you know so yeah. like I'm not blaming again I'm not blaming my parents they did the best job they could <laughs> they yeah. are people right they're human beings and um yeah I just think it's interesting that that's probably I think where it stems from as well and then what do you think about the Instagram culture of um, of the comparison thing. Do you think that plays into it a little bit? Because as pole dancers, I don't know if you use Instagram as for pole inspiration, but a lot of pole dancers do. Do you think that also yeah. has a role in in this, like the the whole comparing yourself to other people? And yeah, definitely. Um, I think that Instagram like has a huge part to play. I mean, it's it's a great tool, you know and it is inspiring but at the same time it can be also very destructive and um, I think having clear boundaries with Instagram is really important 
and also having it in your mind that this is not really the it's not the reality you know often it's a short clip of someone doing something amazing that's been filtered or cut or whatever um it's about posting the best bits it's not posting the fails and the struggles and like the the setbacks and I think that yeah it's like it's so easy and so fast to just like scroll and come across people that you think are better than you more pretty than you uh more talented and it's like humans are social creatures so it's kind of in our nature to compare yeah and course. I think like Instagram really just ignites that like okay I need to compare myself to this person who's better me or her like it's it's a difficult one and I I actually don't use Instagram that much for my own benefit I use it for my business it's part of the business um but I don't use it for inspiration I don't go scrolling to find things very rarely um I maybe should do it for me give me more ideas creatively Ah, um I think it's great that you've put boundaries around it. For example, I don't have notifications on my phone at all. I just turn them off. So I put do not disturb. And basically, if I want to go on Instagram and check a message or something, I actually have to literally go and and look, like turn it on. And, you know, it makes it a bit harder. Whereas I don't know how people have all these notifications all the time, like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, would be, I wouldn't be able to do anything in my life. I'd just be like... Um... So touching on the thing of comparison... Uh, has your competition journey changed? Because when I started competing, I found it really hard, the comparison part of it, um, of, you know, obviously you're competing against yourself, really, ultimately at the end of the day, because you're trying to make yourself better by having a deadline and creating a performance. However, the the real part of it is that you are competing against other people, right? You know, you, you are, someone's going to come first, someone's going to come second, someone's not going to place so how has that changed at all for you um since you've been competing for a pretty long time has has the process of of just dealing with <clears throat> negative feedback and also just placing not placing how has that changed yeah I think that also since I started judging like I've judged quite a lot of competitions when you're sitting in the judging seat you realize that it doesn't actually mean that much <laughs> coming first or second place because usually there it's always like very close in numbers and and usually there's like five people that you think should be first you know not one and then it's like there's a difference between one point and and it's also very subjective so I've been sitting next to a judge who's had like a completely different opinion about somebody that like than I have and it's like it's there's like four or five judges so the performance piece is like based on the opinions of five people so it's like it's very subjective it doesn't mean that you know the first place is the best one at the whole competition it's just opinions so I think like that kind of shifted something in me when I actually did do the judging myself because quite often the person that would come first and second, I actually, you know, there was someone else that I I had, a, that I preferred or thought that their show was um, the best, you know, and they didn't place because of the point system. So it's, yeah, I think that helped a bit. And also like everyone's so amazing. I mean, at a competition, like most people have amazing skills and amazing things to share. 
and it is a super hard job to like you know pick a winner and I think like yeah it doesn't say anything about the person as a pole dancer at all no no it's three minutes or three and a half minutes or four minutes of what happened you know it's a bit of um like a huge lack of control of what happens on stage too right um exactly um that that was a bit horrible for me at first because I like everything to be (laughs) I did a personality test and it's like 90% organized and like you can tell by that that I liked everything like really in control and it's part of competing I think is just like letting it go and just Mm -hmm. accepting that you know you might not agree with who wins um and you might not place or something will go wrong like uh one competition I was really slippy and I had no grip for example that can happen um yeah and that's sort of something that you just have to or I don't know make peace with that you know something could go a bit wrong and not like your rehearsals but you still have to have self self-compassion and self-care and just let it go a bit um and maybe yeah, you got to learn drop from control. it yeah mm-hmm. it's really hard though isn't it to to not control everything and and yeah and to sort of make your peace with everything and still show up with like compassion for yourself even if you weren't very happy with your performance um and the amount of times I've posted like a performance and not been happy with it and people just look at it and they're like wow that's so good I really like you know like it's completely different to my story about about my work um you ever have moments like that where you post your performance and you're you're really unsure about posting it because you're not very happy with it but then people people comment and say that they really love it or whatever that like similar similar wording yes definitely I've experienced that many times (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you have a perfect idea of what it's supposed to look like in your head and sometimes when you're doing a run-through you can get a really amazing run through a video can't you and where everything just seems to go perfectly then on the day maybe you know something wasn't the right angle or you slipped a bit or you forgot something or whatever it is like like you said it's like about dropping control and just letting it happen like whatever happens and not judging yourself it definitely is easier said than done but yeah just posting it and like observing all the comments and everything is actually a good way to see that you know nobody knew what you were supposed to do or what it was supposed to look like it's just you so yeah (laughs) I think I've had moments where um there's like four seconds that I really hate and I really don't want to post those like in the three and a half minutes there's four seconds that I really don't want people to see and I really I really go like oh should I post it I'm not sure but then overall like the overall thing the overall performance people will like because they don't know about that little bit that you're in your head going over and over like ah oh, that was you know bleh. like it's just, again the negative thoughts just focusing in on something really trivial whereas the whole performance is is much uh, richer than just like four or five seconds of something not going quite right but uh yeah it's it's a hard process to like let that go (laughs) yeah it is it's it's hard like it's I always find it really hard to watch my routines after Mm -hmm. like I usually don't watch them on the night no (laughs) oh you're you're a second person who said that actually because um I I, uh, was listening to an interview with another pole dancer and she was saying that she 
like her mom will come up to her and show her her performance and she'll be like no no thank you <laughs> like I'm done yeah. I just need a break from it <laughs> like I want to go and watch or, or go outside or I don't want to watch it right now <laughs> yeah it's yeah it usually takes me a good couple of days to like be able to watch it I feel like there's just been so much emphasis on like trying to get my routine perfect and so much mental anxiety that I just want it to just yeah I just want to chill out basically after my my think about something else for a while yeah (laughs) yes because there's a lot and you're also feeling very uh, after performing you have like the adrenaline and then you I sometimes have like this like low of like oh Mm -hmm. that's done yeah like I just spent ages and like it's all done now what like I get really confused so I think it's important to like have a have a break I like to just like not watch it for a few weeks I think I had a month before I watched my last performance so I really didn't want to watch it yeah I'm sure when you long. watched it it wasn't it was bad fine. at all it was okay yeah but yeah <laughs> being a perfectionist or being someone that wants to control everything it's very difficult to just watch something back and be okay with it isn't it um so in terms of competing do you think you will compete again at some point would you like to do that at a different stage not right now I don't know actually I haven't thought about it um right now I would say no I don't see myself competing anytime soon but never say never I think like I've got a lot on and there's other priorities now and I feel like what you gain from a competition isn't really what I need right now that's fine you know yeah I understand so Mm -hmm. but one day I might but yeah I would say the next year the answer is no (laughs) and what's been your favorite competing experience do you have like one performance that you really loved or um, maybe the creative process and the training process was a bit easier not so because not every time you compete it's really difficult sometimes it can feel okay (laughs) yeah like not horrendous sometimes it can be like normal kind of training process do you have any yeah um actually the one that you you mentioned the one in sydney whole theater so leading up to the competition i was i was doing a yoga teacher training course so as part of the course we have to do yoga every day for our own practice so I was doing yoga every day and meditation. So I was doing yoga every day, meditation without fail. We were learning all these amazing things about like the mind and body. And it was such a special journey. I think my yoga teacher training was like the best thing I've ever done in my life. So I was like full of like good energy and just yeah. really connected to myself and everyone and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why that piece went so well. Like I was so in the performance that I actually couldn't remember being on stage it was the weirdest feeling it was like as soon as I stepped off stage I could not remember the performance it's like my head wasn't there you know I my thinking mind my thinking mind was not um was not there during the performance I was really like you know in my body and like in the character and it was it was such an amazing feeling yeah so that you didn't have like the brain being like, oh, you should have done this. This wasn't quite right. Yeah. While you were like sometimes performing can be a bit quieter than when you're rehearsing, anyways. But that's really cool if you're 
physically just in your body feeling everything yeah and the funny thing was as well is like the training for it was quite effortless it because of all the work the inner work I was doing the training was quite easy like it was quite easy for me to create the the piece and um everything flowed basically and it wasn't perfect it wasn't I didn't actually I didn't really stick to plan like I think I didn't even create an end like I made it up on the spot you know like there was it was more of a freestyle kind of thing in the end that's cool but yeah. because I was in the moment, it it happened the way it was supposed to happen. So it was a really nice experience. And I've always wanted to to have that again. Unfortunately, I haven't. I've never experienced that again. So, yes, we will see. Maybe one day I can recreate that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's an interesting. I really think there's a lot of, like, important when you you know when you have a character and you can kind of tap into the character sometimes that makes the whole competition process much easier than Mm -hmm. and I think in that performance what I really like character-based performances so that's what I loved is just that you were in character the whole time and like this this um goddess type figure and just really um female all the feminine energy coming out yeah I thought it was awesome um yeah Another thing was the song that I used was Enigma. That song I used to dance to every night. I danced to it every night for two or three, no, it was more than two. It was like three, three, four months when I was in Morocco. I was uh, dancing in a restaurant and I they, they wanted me to keep using the same music every day. So it was really ingrained in my body. It was really in my system. Like, you know, I didn't, I knew it off by heart and I still wasn't sick of it which is also really interesting that's hard with music sometimes yeah but that's, yeah that's awesome that's even awesome. when I listen to that song today I'm not sick of it like it's <laughs> I don't know why I, Part I really of you, like that maybe. song yes I feel like because I was so familiar with that song as well that even if there was like a part of the routine that wasn't that didn't go to plan or I changed it on the spot or whatever like it managed to flow anyway because the music was so um ingrained <laughs> yeah that's amazing um so I just wanted to touch on uh we're gonna wrap it up I think in a second but um I wanted to touch a little bit on the creative process um so how I know every creative process is a bit different but what do you do if you have like an idea for a performance or if you know that you were competing and you have this deadline where do you start do you start with the music sometimes uh, or is it always different every time you you create something Usually I prefer to start with the music because I find the music the hardest part. So if I pick the character or the theme first, I feel like I'm desperately trying to find a song that fits that theme and I can end up choosing the wrong one. I've done that many times. Yeah, same. You know, one that's like, oh yeah, it kind of fits the theme, but it doesn't, I'm not feeling feel right. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like for me, it's it's better to choose the music first. And then a, a song that I really connect with that I know that like I would love to dance to it and that I'm not going to get sick of. And then once I've like chosen that song, then I can start to think about what kind of character and creation I can come up with based on that song. But everyone's different, I guess. There's different ways to do it. Yeah, no, totally. Um, 
what would you suggest for pole dancers listening out there that are experiencing burnout? So I didn't actually talk about the symptoms of that. Um, what were you feeling? Obviously you were ill after competing. Sorry to go back yeah. to that again, but I want to sort of go in a little circle and just yeah. sort of wrap up what we were talking about. So um, what, what were you feeling? You were not very well. You weren't feeling physically well, but um, in terms of what burnout is, how would you describe that to someone who's never been through it? Who's lucky enough to not have experienced it before? Yeah, I feel like, it's like a mental, physical, emotional, spiritual thing. It's not, um, and also it's not the same for everyone. So some people might just get physical symptoms. So they might, you know, get ill, really, really ill. And that can come from like the stress and the burnout. Um, I got physically unwell, like my body went into a bit of a shutdown, which is really common. Emotionally, I was like up and down really up and down really like heightened emotions and I was uh, experiencing a lot of like sadness confusion I start like questioning everything you know like my mind is like on overdrive it's just fast and it's hard to slow it down um something that I notice in me is like whenever I experience like emotions that are hard or uncomfortable I start to think about the place that I'm living and I start to blame it on my surroundings (laughs) so like I'm like I need to escape I need to go I think I'm going to move like this is what I have it's like this weird childhood thing um but everyone's different like you can have some kind of patterns that spring that come to the surface um but yeah the brain is like too active um yeah physical physical issues sickness stomach sore stomachs headaches um but yeah emotionally you'd feel like depleted and exhaustion that's like yeah that's like the main thing actually is like you don't have the energy for things that you would usually you know usually things that would light you up you don't have the energy for it's like I don't want to train I don't want to stretch I don't even want to go to the beach like I just feel (laughs) I just want to lie in bed all day that's I mean that's like a I think a natural reaction to sometimes when you you know when you how to explain when you've pushed yourself so hard and you've been using all your motivation I feel like you have like a bit of like a only limited supply of motivation and then when that runs out sometimes it can feel um like a struggle um so then I wanted to ask you about what you think of this because I was reading up a little bit about burnout and they were talking about perfectionism versus um, compassion so if you are very perfectionistic or if you have a coach that is pushing you um, to the extreme um, it's proven um, scientifically proven that you're more likely to suffer from burnout so I wondered what you think of that of the role of perfectionism because that is very geared towards competing, right? We are we are trying to be the best version of ourselves on stage. Um, so it makes sense, right? This this sort of finding of the science behind it. Um, but what do you think about that? Yeah, I think perfectionism is a bit of a curse with um, performers and artists and 
probably all athletes, I reckon. Anyone that's like a high achiever, usually they have like a tendency to, you know, be a bit perfection perfectionistic. Is that a word? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and in some ways, it's good because it does push you. You know, it can push you to the next level, but at the same time, you're taking some something away from yourself. Like you're not giving yourself self compassion. You're not, you know, you're not giving yourself self care. It's like you're striving always for more and more and more. Um, and I often think, what's the point? You know, like it's not it's good like, enough. Basically, at the end of yeah. the day, after all that, it sort of feels like very much like, yeah. yeah. If you're always trying to be better, then it can be quite um, exhausting. Right? It's and that, exhausting, and also it's a bit of an illusion as well because you're always wanting more. So no matter what level you get, you will always be looking to be better. And it's like, when will it ever stop? When will it be enough? So when will you be able to appreciate? the skills that you have and when will it be enough mm. so it's like it's a kind of thing that will just go on and on and on until you just suddenly say okay I'm just going to be okay with what I have like I'm going to honor myself where I am and I'm going to celebrate myself so like I'm a big believer in like celebrating yourself like small things um I suffered from perfectionism like my whole life and it's it's frustrating because I, I look back and I'm like wow when I won when I won that competition I was happy for like a few hours then I was like looking for something else like I, I never really like celebrated myself I wasn't proud of myself I was just Very looking sad, for actually. more validation like more um you know more compliments more uh you know so um yeah but I now what I do is I'm like I try to find things throughout my day like it's like a daily practice things that I can be proud of myself for so I also found like I had this in my business as well it was like things have to be perfect like my classes need to be perfect and then um, and it was very hard so now I start to write down every day before I go to sleep three things that I am proud of three things that I've done th like throughout the day and they can be so small like the smaller is actually the best um, and now I'm kind of like training my brain to see things that I'm doing and be happy and proud um, of myself or doing things that probably before I wouldn't even notice you know I'd be looking for all the big things and not appreciating myself in like small ways as well yeah I was I was thinking that it's very sad that if you're winning competitions or even just competing in general or performing or just owning a business or or whatever your your goals are it's very sad if you don't actually celebrate yourself and I think that's where the the um burnout can come into because you're just not really taking time to appreciate everything you're doing and it just feels like it's never-ending there's like this yeah thing of it being like a never-ending thing what would be your tip for someone who feels like they're going through burnout where they're exhausted they really have no energy for anything let's say they have a competition in two three months and like I'm pretending like it's not me <laughs> no, I'm not it's not that bad but um let's say yeah let's say they have a deadline for performing what would you say to them I would say if they can it depends on how long they have if yeah. they can to take a step back and to just rest and just to like 
give yourself permission basically to experience what you're experiencing so is there if there is like these anxious feelings this like burnout sensations fatigue whatever like just feel it don't run away from it don't push through it it's like even if it's a few days like if, you, if you've got a comp coming up soon and you don't you can't really stop for a month <laughs> oh, then even like a few days just take a few days off from it don't push yourself when you're in that kind of state because you can injure yourself um, and you can actually make the burnout worse it can kind of take away the creativity as well so I think like taking a step back another thing is like watching your thoughts so bringing awareness to the thoughts that you're having on a daily basis and writing them down is always something that I tend to do so if I'm having a thought like this routine is not good enough or like I am not as skilled as the other people in my category or something is like writing it down reading it and asking yourself like is this really true so you're challenging your thought you're not just randomly thinking about it you're like okay is this true and in most cases it's you're going to say well actually I don't have proof that this is true this is just the a creation of my a mind story. a story yeah so yes you could also um reframe certain things you know like if you're feeling like a failure for some reason instead of saying to yourself I'm a failure you could say I make mistakes as that's part of my growth you know like trying to reframe thoughts as well and yeah I love to write things down I feel like it's good to get it out and on paper do you journal do you journal every day or yeah yeah I'm trying not every day yeah Yeah, not every day but when I feel called to like I I do it for sure especially if I've got something on my mind that is playing over and over again it's like getting it on the paper releases some of that mental um stress clutter and stress yeah yeah. so I think journaling's awesome yes I'm trying to sometimes I'll journal and it will just literally be my routine (laughs) it's like I start in this (laughs) I'm like no that's not journaling really it's not really saying how you're feeling but that's what's going on in my mind obviously is I'm just like trying to like figure out my routine and see if it makes sense and um I think sometimes I use that as a way to not actually go deeper too you know because Mm -hmm. it's when you're focusing on like a routine or a goal your brain is so um focused that you can't really feel all the other things you can kind of distract yourself with with like just yeah it's really weird brains are weird yeah I think like focusing too much sorry my headphones popping out (laughs) um focusing too much on the outcome can be quite detrimental and I know it's hard because obviously when you're doing a routine like you have to focus on the outcome because you're you're working to finish something yeah (laughs) Yeah. but it's like easier said than done I know but like focusing on the process of it and trying to enjoy yourself and your training um is much much more valuable because I feel like that outcome like you said is like you never really know what's going to happen on the day so you don't want to base your entire happiness and effort and energy into this outcome that you don't really know what's going to happen with anyway yeah and also with um the outcome uh I've had moments where I've done like my worst performance um and I won right so I came first and I was like that was shit like that was the worst thing I've ever done 
blah, 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 blah. Right. That's what mm-hmm. my mental talk was. And I'm, I wasn't proud of that performance. Haven't posted it. Um, so that's a, that's a good way of showing how outcome and your brain are not yeah. necessarily like together. Um, and then I've had moments where I thought like, oh, that was really good, but I didn't place. And I was really proud of my performance. Yeah. So I think it's just like knowing also that, that, you know, your perception of yourself is sometimes very skewed and, um, you know, it's, it's very odd. Um, but with all that in mind, uh, we've talked about so many things. Um, I think, um, on a regular basis, would you say that most people need to have more rest and time for, for like self-care and compassion? Yes. Yeah. I think like coming back to like the competition training, I think that you can really get a bit, um, overwhelmed just by constantly thinking about your show and I think like you have to have a balance in your life there should be other things that have got absolutely nothing to do with pole or competing and you should kind of like honor those parts of your life as well to kind of bring a bit more balance into it all um but yeah resting definitely less less instagram for sure yeah because that's creating the, the mental um clutter and clean your mind clean your minds with meditation clean your mind like you clean your house do you meditate daily do you meditate yeah. every day in the morning yeah when you wake up yes if I can't squeeze it in in the morning like if by any chance my son wakes up um before me or same time or something yes. I won't be able to get it done so I make sure that I do it in the evening how long do you meditate for at the moment 15 minutes That's good. um but I also do some like breathing techniques as well and yeah all together probably it's more like 20 minutes I did have a half an hour practice um a little while ago which I'm trying to get back to but it's just like trying to get the time in before my son wakes up can be yeah. challenging yeah I try and do 10 minutes and even 10 minutes for me is like really hard like my brain is just like going all over yeah the place. um it's a practice it's, yeah it's exactly. definitely a practice and you it's not to be, going to be yeah you don't have perfect. to be good at everything either do you, you can just like no. suck at something and still do it <laughs> yeah um, um, so uh we did we talked about so many things i wanted to thank you for your time um and i just really want you to keep being who you are on online and i just think you're amazing as a person oh thank you that's really sweet <laughs> it's nice people watch and I think uh from afar just because you are an incredible pole dancer um and you also have this spiritual and emotional side that you are showing I think it's really really um unique maybe and also valuable for the pole community to have someone like that that's just just there you know I think it's great Thank you so much. It's really sweet. And I had such a good time talking about all of this. It's really yeah, nice. I hope it hasn't been too traumatic. <laughs> no, like it's been lovely. No, yeah. it's good. I love, to, I love talking about all this kind of stuff. Like I love talking about, um, you know, like about my experiences and just like, I love anything that could potentially help someone else going yeah, through of course. difficult things. I hope you really enjoyed that first episode. It was absolute joy to talk to Felicity. She was so open about so many things. Um, go check out her Instagram at Felicity Bambi Doll. Also check out her online training platform.
platform Align with Felicity. It's absolutely changed my life. I'm trying to do yoga daily before bed and I, I struggle to be honest, but um, I'm using that platform at the moment to try and calm my mind down, especially with a competition coming up. Thoroughly recommend it and um, please like and share this podcast. That's how it's going to help more people um, getting out to more pole dancers or anyone who wants to listen to it really to do with um, mindset to combat burnout. All of the things we discussed, I think, could help so many people.